0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC.
1: If you are a teacher, listen up. I have a brilliant idea.
2: The way that you're gesturing right now, it looks like you have stood on a um, stump A tree stump.
1: Gather ye round. That's what I was going to say. And you're like, hear ye, hear ye. Gather ye round for some brilliance. And this is for educators who, in our area, are already headed back to school. Private schools start next week. Or I'm sorry, public schools start next week. Private schools start a week or two after that Mm -hmm. in North Georgia. So gather around ye educators (laughs) Forth, <laughs> I have an idea. And, th- I, and you know what? This idea is so good, I almost wonder if I didn't think of it. Like, I almost wonder if I read it somewhere and then have forgotten the source and now it just lives in my brain without proper attribution. Okay. But it's such a good idea. Yeah. Such a good idea. Okay. So teachers, here's the deal. What if on your exams, quizzes, pass out papers that you do in the classroom, what if you add to an occasional quiz, an occasional test, what if you add the question, what are you grateful for today? So you add that. And it's worth a point or two or whatever or nothing, mm-hmm. bonus, I don't know. But you just add it. Because here's why. I think you would be able to tell a lot about the mental health of the student based on how she or he answers that question. Oh. Know what I'm saying? hmm So if somebody is struggling and you see a pattern of somebody not having anything to be grateful for, then perhaps it's worth pulling up next to them in the lunchroom and being like, hey, how are things? You know, just checking in on them. Or
2: I'm gonna take it a level deeper and say, what if there's a kid that writes that they're grateful for food at school? Yes. Or something like that. You can, you know what I mean? It might be a kid to see what you can do to help make sure they have food at home.
1: Yeah, right? So, or, you know, get them lined up with a a program that, um, I know there's something called the Backpack Buddy, program where you can take home a backpack of food on the weekends.
2: Are you talking about blessings in a backpack?
1: That could be another. That's another one, too. I
2: kind of want to make that the Gratitude Journal charity this year.
1: Oh, you like that?
2: Well, I just think it's been a really hard year and there are so many kids. There are a lot of people that have pulled together to feed kids who normally are fed at school. Uh, But that was just something that was super tugging at my heart. It always does. But this year, especially, it just... I want to feed our kids. You know what I mean? They're just, they're kids. And there's so many of them that are hungry.
1: Well, anyways. The-
2: <laughs> You're like, yeah, yeah, whatever. The kids, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. We, we yeah, got,
1: we got, we got back two Back mo- to me. <laughs> we have two months before we have to, three months before we have to decide on the Gratitude <laughs> Journal charity. That's a great thought, by the way. But the brilliance that we're talking about right now from this tree stump is just adding the question, what are you grateful for on your quizzes or tests?
2: I'm going to one up this and say that I know that we have a lot of teachers that are listeners that are upsiders that in previous years, and especially during COVID got super creative with incorporating gratitude into their classrooms. If that's you call us and leave a message, because I think it would be cool for other teachers to know how you're incorporating gratitude. So they, it might inspire ideas between teachers, um, and we would love to share those on our voicemails, 800-434-5454.
1: Or send pictures. Or send pictures. Yes, yeah, send pictures. And then we can share them in our Pick Me Up newsletter or on the website. I
2: was about to say, you know we're a podcast, right?
1: Yeah, <laughs> but we got ways to get pictures out. We get, We can do visual stuff too. Anyways, stepping down from my tree stump, enjoy your bath in the brilliance.
0: The Upside means living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. This episode is brought to you by Dinner Affair.
2: If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back.
1: My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for this silly little toy that Ellie has It's shaped like a fat whale. I guess all whales are fat. There's not a lot of skinny whales. No. But it's like a, it's a round, it's a basketball shaped whale, just super fat, but it's got a tiny little pump in it. And when you put it in the bathtub, it squirts water out of its blowhole. And she is so amused by it. So
2: are you, by the way.
1: I'm amused by her amusement. Right. And it changes color, like it blinks and stuff. Uh, But whoever came up with that idea, Thank you for making bath time so entertaining. Where'd you find that? Amazon. Hmm. Yeah. I'll
2: have to like link that on Instagram or something. Okay. Um, I'm writing down to- Amazon whale. And that's going to be one of those things where I'm like, how could I not know what Amazon whale means?
1: Like in three and days, then, you're going to find that post-it going, what? What
2: is Amazon whale? My name is Callie Dollar and I'm grateful for my friend, Kate. My friend, Kate left her high powered. She was a PR representative at Coca-Cola and she is now heading up the PR for the Olympics, the U S Olympics. And it's super cool because oh,
1: wh- what an easy year for her to start doing that. I know. Right. Totally low key, you know, but- uh, pandemic Olympics, <laughs> no fans, no family, In Tokyo, no problem.
2: But I saw the Simone Biles news break yesterday that she was not going to be competing in in the group, in the group, um, gymnastics stuff. And I immediately thought of her. And my first thought was Kate is exactly where she is supposed to be. I mean, she left Coke. She's now at the U S Olympics, which is a nonprofit by the way. So she's kind of like, that's like just a different world. And she is so the right person to be on the ground there facilitating everything because she is so compassionate and such a strong, incredible woman. And I'm really grateful that I know her and can watch her thrive. It's really cool to see friends do cool stuff.
1: You know what we need to do is you got to hit her up because if you've ever watched the Olympics, the whole marketing plan is to find these underdog stories, these Mm -hmm. athletes who overcame incredible adversity in order to compete in the Olympic and the Paralympic games. Mm -hmm. And then they go on to win gold medal and and they rename the town after them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. That's the whole thing. And it always starts with like a slow camera panning away from the front porch where the person's sitting with their grandpa out, right. out to the family farm, mm-hmm. right? That's the thing. That's, th- they're all upside stories. Why mm-hmm. aren't we in Tokyo doing an Olympic podcast?
2: You mean, why isn't her nonprofit flying us out there yes. to do a podcast? Yes. Probably because they're
1: nonprofit. They call, they get sponsors. Call, call, <laughs> call Toyota. They're a big sponsor of the Olympics. That's what about to say, call Coke. Coca-Cola, huge sponsor of the Olympics. We'll go on Coke Force One.
2: Coke Force One is that a thing?
1: I don't know. It sounds like
2: a party
1: plane. But I think (laughs) it's a that's a flight to Vegas.
2: That is a flight to Vegas. Um.
1: So, but anyways, for the Winter Olympics, which will be in two years, we should be there telling those stories. Depending on where the Winter Olympics are, I don't want to be too cold.
2: Um. But you you do know that it's the Winter Olympics, right? So like,
1: I don't want to be too cold. I'll be a little chilly, but not too cold. I think
2: that's the whole
1: purpose of the
2: Winter Olympics. But you know what? We have two years to figure it out. So there you go.
1: I have. I, go ahead.
2: I was going to say on the Simone Biles thing, if you didn't see it yesterday, um, Jeff, would you like to recap?
1: She left the um, the team competition uh, briefly and then came back and said that she had an injury and would not be participating in the team competition. And after the competition was over, I believe that they won silver. The, yeah.
2: Behind uh, uh, Russia. The Russia.
1: Yeah. Well, it's not officially Russia. It's not Russia. Russia. It's like the. ROC. Yeah. It's J's. By,
2: by the way, it doesn't make that whole thing confuses me, but continue.
1: So she uh, revealed afterwards that it was a mental health issue uh, her brain was all over the place, and she was afraid that she was going to make a, a misstep that would either severely penalize her teammates, because I guess in team, I don't know enough about team Olympic team gymnastics, but I know in some competitions, like the lowest score gets dropped, but in this particular one, it did not. Mm-hmm. So if she had a huge, if something bad happened and she screwed up one of her things, That would have affected the whole team, and she was really worried about that happening. And uh, she didn't want to get injured, obviously. Right. And her, I guess her mind was so all over the place. And my first thought was, what I'm sure most people's first thought was, is that's your job. You know what I mean? Like, get your- Oh,
2: I didn't have that thought at all.
1: Yeah, well, my- Yeah. No, which I I would argue her
2: job is to be a good teammate. And if that means that you're the weakest link and you know that you're putting your whole team at risk, you're being a good, good at your job by having the foresight to be like, you know what? I need to not do this.
1: But I, I'm not, I'm not going to come down on Simone Biles for dropping out, but I am going to play devil's advocate. Actually, I don't even want to say dropping out. I'm not going to come down on Simone Biles for stepping aside due to injury, Mm -hmm. but I do want to play devil's advocate that her responsibility to that team is to be in the best possible shape that she can be in so she can, like, if you're part of a team, everybody has an obligation to pull their weight to act as the team. And she is the cornerstone of that team.
2: Yes. However, (laughs) <laughs> did you see the Allie Raceman interview on the Today Show? I did not. Yesterday? It was really cool. And what she said is, and first of all, I have to say off the top, bravo uh, for all of these public athletes openly talking about, for all of these high-level athletes talking about mental health so openly because I think that we – in general, don't see all of the mental things that go into being an athlete at that level. And it's really intense and it's not for everybody mentally. And I think the people that are unaffected by it are a very small, weird group of people like a Tom Brady or a, you know what I mean? He's not an Olympian, but like that level of, of sports training commitment all of that stuff. It's crazy. And Allie Raisman was on the Today Show and she said pretty much, you have to remember, this is a human being. Like there's more or less like a whole, there's so much pressure on these people. And yes, it's like a competition and it, it's part of the game, but she's also a human being. Like there's only so much a human being can handle.
1: Yes. But, and again, I'm playing devil's advocate because I have, I, I'm going to bring this full circle. So I'm not, I'm but like, do you remember years ago, Carrie Strug, the gymnast who.
2: Oh, how could you, that's one of those Olympic pans that you were, the great Olympic pan where they show Carrie on one foot limping and everybody in the background's cheering. And And that's a,
1: and that was a physical injury. That's also not normal. That's a physical injury. But the Olympics is not about normal. The Olympics is about the best of the best. The Olympics is about winning a gold medal when you have an ankle that doesn't work. Like that's what the Olympics is about. Mm. So my, so here's, so I'm not coming down on Simone Biles because here's why. There is, there is training And there are first aid people available and medics and and physicians Mm -hmm. and and physical therapists and all of these people on standby so that when somebody sustains a physical injury, like a sprained ankle, Mm -hmm. I think that's what happened to Carrie Stroke, I don't really remember, but she hurt her ankle. There are people who can tape it up. There are people who can ice it. There are people who can tell her how to shift her weight. There are people who can suggest different ways to to launch off the thing and get on the theme and the board and whatever she was doing, right? Mm -hmm. That doesn't exist for mental health. And I think-
2: Ooh, look at you with the point.
1: So perhaps Simone Biles- dropping out of, of this event. And and who is the tennis player?
2: Naomi Osaka.
1: She dropped out of not Wimbledon, but the other one, the other tennis, big sports fan here, big sports fan.
2: <laughs> we totally know what we're talking about. Have no fear.
1: But she dropped out of that because of a mental health issue. So if we are going to give these people, and in the Olympics case, many cases, these children, these kids, these teenagers- mm-hmm top shelf physical conditioning and preparation for something like the Olympics then should we also be stepping up and giving them mental conditioning mm-hmm. so that when Simone Biles excuses herself from the from the floor and she goes back and talks to her trainer and says my head's just not right he can say hold on and then somebody can come in and sit down with her and say okay let's work through this what's your what's hold what's going on in your head like
2: the um, I'm picturing right now like boxers in the ring, you know how their coach is giving them a pep talk and like amping them up and like, you know, or
1: giving them like exercises to help them deal with anxiety. Mm -hmm. Nobody, I mean, we, nobody ever gets that.
2: I know that Simone Biles has talked about therapy. She's really open about having been to therapy. And like, I think that's super awesome, but I totally agree with your athletic staff. You should have a mental health professional, or a coach, a life coach, or a whatever, your your mental person, there with you, especially in a situation like that. And
1: I don't know. It's been a long time since I've been in school, like as a student. But you had your guidance counselor who told you what you should and shouldn't do for a living and helped you apply to colleges, right? Right. And you had your nurse who helped you take that hearing test, boop, boop, boop. Jeff and,
2: went to school in like the early 1980s. Didn't right. you have to do the hearing test? I did it at my doctor's office. I oh, had to provide
1: proof. We used to have to do it in school, like once every other year, I think. Anywho. <laughs>
2: Which is funny, those hearing tests, because you're like, did I did I hear something? Am I hearing noises? Right. And then you're like looking around.
1: Um, But there's a school nurse. That helps you with that, with that stuff. If you, she has ice packs. If you turn your ankle playing, if you jam your finger playing basketball, you mm-hmm. get ice packs. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I don't know that a school has a mental health therapist. Maybe I'm wrong, but so maybe, so hopefully the Simone Biles stuff and the Naomi Osaka stuff and, and just the awareness of the importance of that, not just in athletics, but in everywhere. Mm-hmm would make this a thing that maybe by the time Ellie goes to school and chooses to play a sport or participate in a competition of some sort or whatever, the mental health support is there as much as the physical support.
2: Look at you on the two for two. Good ideas.
1: Oh, yeah. All right. Now we got to move on to something much more superficial,
2: but like very cute.
1: Yeah. Here's here's the deal. Ellie has started saying and she's going to be nine months old Next week. So I, know, I think this is on track. She started saying her consonant sounds, and the most prevalent one is da-da. So she says a lot of da-da-da-da.
2: Da-da-da.
1: Da-da-da-da-da. So she's saying da-da. And Callie has on more than one and we actually have audio of her saying it, of course. So here we go.
2: Ellie, who made you waffles?
3: Da, da 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 da. That's
2: right. That's right.
1: He made you waffles. Such a stretch, right there. She was like da da. But the thing is, she's calling our dog da da. She's calling a banana da da. She's she called
2: calling, the waffles da da.
1: Yeah, she probably wasn't even. She wasn't talking about me. So if you're gonna celebrate your baby's first word. When do you, how do we know when to celebrate it?
2: Cause she's saying dad, dad, but it's not with meaning behind it. It's like, it's, it's everything is dada.
1: Yeah. every,
2: and it's really cute. I do the reason that I, two things. First of all, the reason that I, you heard me say dad, 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 dad is cause Jeff read somewhere that when they start saying things like that, or mama, that it's easier for the baby if you repeat it. Over and over. So not just dad, but dad, dad, well, dad,
1: da. Te- te- technically, I have to correct you on that. So it was we, just for mama. It's just for mama. Oh. Because because the consonant sounds, the dada and the baba, no, dada, and there's another one. And nana, I think. Mm-hmm. Are come naturally. Like that's a natural thing. Mm-hmm. But mama, that's why most babies say dada first. Got it's it. not because they like the dad more. Because, as we've established, she calls a piece of toast data. So, <laughs> um, but if you can, you, if you encourage your baby to say mama, mama, mama by saying mama, 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 then they replicate the movement of the mouth and they might say mama. Oh, on. that's why. Well, anywho, the, all that aside, when is the acknowledgement that she is using a word? Like, I don't feel right saying she was speaking before her nine month before she was nine months old. I was about to say before her nine month anniversary.
2: I think when she does it to get your attention or to make a point, like right now she's babbling. Yeah. But I think when she looks at you and raises her hands and says, dad, dad, like she's intentionally calling you that, then that is like a first word.
1: I think doggy or. Right. The first time that she looks at me and stretches out her arms and says, Dada, is also going to be the last time because I will be so emotionally overwhelmed (laughs) that I will immediately burst into (laughs) tears, which will probably send her to a therapist. At age 10, (laughs) she'll think that she did the worst. She'll never say it again. She'll never say Dada you're just
2: going to burst into tears and be like, oh my gosh, the cutest thing in the world just happened.
1: This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp Online Therapy. If you are struggling with something, if you're feeling stress or anxiety that you can't explain, if you are feeling uncertain about the future, if there are things and relationships in your life that you're questioning but you don't really know how to wrap your arms around them, Therapy can help you sort that out. Therapy allows you to unload the stress and get it out. You can talk to somebody who's completely unbiased about your life, somebody who isn't going to judge you, somebody who isn't going to take sides. That's the beautiful thing about therapy. And BetterHelp is a great way to get started. BetterHelp is customized online therapy that offers video, phone, and even live chat sessions with your therapist. So you don't have to see anyone on camera if you don't want to. It's much more affordable than in-person therapy and you can start communicating with your therapist in under 48 hours. Unload the stressors and get some unbiased feedback. You'd be pretty surprised at what you might gain from it. See if it's for you. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp and the Upside with Callie and Jeff listeners get 10% off their first month at betterhelp.com upside. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P.com upside.
2: I try to minimize the amount of sugar I eat, but the truth is I have a major sweet tooth and I love a good sweet snack like cereal. Now I ate cereal all the time as a kid. And as I became an adult, I considered it like a special treat, like once a year, twice a year. Then a couple of years ago, I found magic spoon cereal and I've loved it since my first bowl. Magic Spoon has zero grams of sugar, 13 to 14 grams of protein, and only four net grams of carbs in each serving. It's only 140 calories a serving. It's keto friendly, gluten free, grain free, soy free, low carb, and GMO free. You can build your own box or you can get a variety pack with available flavors cocoa, fruity, frosted, peanut butter, blueberry, and cinnamon. My personal favorite is the fruity, it is so good. Go to magicspoon.com slash upside and enter the promo code upside at checkout to save $5 off your order. That's magicspoon.com slash upside and use the code upside to save $5 off.
1: Honey is the free browser extension that we've talked about on this show before. It scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one that is available to your cart. I've used it. I've saved money on clothing. I've saved money on electronics. I've saved money on gifts. It's absolutely free. There's no reason for you not to have it on your device. But here's the thing. Number one question about Honey, how do I know if it works with my website? It works with over 30,000 stores online, stores with tech, stores with gaming, stores with clothing, even food delivery. So download it and try it today. If you don't already have Honey, you could straight up be missing out on free savings. It's free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you're going to be supporting this podcast, but you're going to be doing yourself a huge favor. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash upside. That's joinhoney.com slash upside.
2: Today's quote of the day is... Don't carry your mistakes around with you. Instead, place them under your feet and use them as stepping stones to rise above them.
1: Here are my three random things brought to you by Brown and Company Jewelers. Uh, According to a book called Lost in Translation, which is written by a guy named Dr. Steve Stevens. Sounds like Hmm. a fake person's name. Right. Or a porn star. Starring Steve Stevens as the doctor of love.
2: Is your porn star voice the same as your radio voice?
1: <laughs> so Dr. That's Ste- weird. Dr. Stevens says uh did a bunch of studies and said that there is a very valid reason why men will give gifts in lieu of saying I'm sorry when they are when uh they have upset the woman in their life. They are afraid that uh if they try to speak about the situation they will trigger a bigger fight if they apologize the wrong way
2: are you are you afraid of that
1: no i was going to
2: say i don't think that you are
1: yeah that's why i just don't apologize This is what
2: it's like being (laughs) married to Chef Deller. You apologize.
1: uh, They will trigger a bigger fight if they apologize the wrong way. So they just use a gift to make amends like flowers or a piece of jewelry or a card or something like that. Uh, When a man gives a woman a present, he is showing her that he genuinely is sorry and he's trying to make it right.
2: It's like a cat bringing you a dead mouse. (laughs) Yeah. It's like a prize. Like, look what I did.
1: That's from Dr. Steve Stevens, Doctor of Love. Uh, Dogs get treated just like children in many homes. But 60% of dog owners say that they care about their pets so much that they actually consider themselves helicopter parents. Are Uh, we
2: helicopter dog parents?
1: I don't think so. I don't think we are.
2: Lily, hi. Are we helicopter parents? Do we like hover over you too much? Do you feel stifled? (laughs) She's looking at me like, you guys are dumb.
1: Um, 70% of Americans have made major lifestyle changes just for their pet. That might include exercising more. It also includes buying different furniture. I could see us doing that. Like as our dogs start to get older, buying like a lower couch or something that's easier for them or getting like, like, I feel like, um, the SkyMall catalogs always have the stairs to get up on the bed.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I could see us buying that. Yeah. And uh, no, this is no surprise to anybody. Um, over 80% of people buy their dogs gifts on holidays and birthdays. As do we. Uh, my third random thing is mushrooms. T-Bird is going to be so happy to hear this. She loves mushrooms. She's so odd, that T-Bird. She loves milk <laughs> and mushrooms.
2: Does and- she like raisins?
1: I hope not. That's That would be a friendship changer. <laughs> Uh, she loves mushrooms though. And, uh, if you want to be in a better mood, according to health magazine, turn to mushrooms. They contain natural vitamin D, which gives you a serotonin boost, which puts you in a better mood Hmm. and all you have to do. That would
2: explain T-Bird's
1: fantastic mood. (laughs) Yes. The key to happiness, a glass of milk and a fistful of mushrooms. Those are my three random things.
2: My mom is... So funny. My mom, I would call her breezy. She's such a breezy, like, she just kind of, we always have joked in our house that she, my mom has the happy gene because the rest of us all have like some sort of like ADHD or anxiety. And my mom is just like, oh, yeah, okay, whatever. Like, she's just kind of happy go lucky. And she's so funny sometimes. And, and, recently she's been messing up things with scheduling and I was like, not worried about it, but it was happening, happening enough to where I'm like, mom, what's the deal? Like, do you need another (laughs) cup of coffee? Like what's, what's going on?
1: I actually overheard Callie and her mom trying to coordinate a day to, to watch Ellie for us. And I believe Callie even said the sentence, said the sentence to her mom, mom, get it together. (laughs) Can you watch Ellie on Thursday at 2 PM or no?
2: And my dad was laughing and it's just the thing. So I went to her house a couple of days ago to pick up Ellie because she watched Ellie on Monday and I was like, okay, mom, Jeff's going to be out of town this day, this day, and this day. So can you help me by watching Ellie this day and this day? And she's like, well, so I think I said like, you know, to Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And my mom's like, yeah, well, okay. Yes. Tuesday, I have a one o'clock doctor's appointment. And I'm like, mom, that has nothing to do with Wednesday, Thursday, or Friday, like totally separate day. We just talk, like, what is your deal lately? <laughs> Cause my dad's over there giggling in the corner. And she's like, okay, well, the truth is I am trying to go digital. And I'm like, you're trying to go digital, and she for as long as I have been born, my mom has had the calendars you can write on, the ones that fold up. I think at one point it probably went in her checkbook thing, like that's the size that it is. Oh yeah, yep. Right, and she. I can
1: I can see it in my head.
2: Right, and she always. I think
1: you know what I actually think my mom had one that was that same exact size.
2: I mean, you'd write
1: it would say like Jeffrey Dentist two thirty.
2: Right, right, right. In In pencil. So if something changed, she could you erase could change it. it yeah. Right. And she's done that for years and she apparently is trying to go digital. So she's all screwed up. And I think what I'm going to suggest to her is because she's looking at She has an iPhone and she's looking at it from the daily view, which honestly, I can't look at the daily view. I thought she
1: was looking at the weekly view. Uh,
2: after daily, doesn't it turn into a week? No, she's looking at the weekly view. I got to look at the month because I get to my brain cannot handle the different it's just a weird my eyes don't see it. I don't know. I can't do it. I've tried it. It's got to be on the month. That's the only way I can do a digital calendar. And I think I'm going to make that suggestion to her because she's looking at it by the week and then she gets confused. She's like, oh, well, it says at one thirty. I've got a dentist appointment. Okay. That's Tuesday. Mom, we're talking about Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So
1: why don't you just, I think I'm gonna have to
2: show her how to do the monthly thing. Cause the digital thing, I was like, mom, if you like using a paper calendar, use a paper calendar. Yeah. Like who cares? She's like, I just feel like I should go digital.
1: Why wouldn't she just look, why wouldn't you encourage her instead of being overwhelmed by multiple days? Like she's already confused by seven days. And now you're trying to expand that to 31 Perhaps you should just have her look at the daily view and then just have her swipe. So if you ask her, can Ellie and I have dinner with you on Wednesday night, she can simply scroll to Wednesday and see nothing.
2: I just still can't do the day. I have to look at the month and then click on the day because when you're in month view and you click on the day, it shows you the whole month, but it it comes up below it. So not, it's really- I know, but
1: I'm not asking about you. I'm saying to keep it simple for her.
2: Well, I know, but I'm just saying that could also be overwhelming. So I think the month is Got like it. the least overwhelming. Um, and see, to, a me, monthly view- to me, the
1: monthly view is way overwhelming. I just want to do one day at a time. You yeah. tell me the day, let me flip to it and I'll see what it looks like.
2: But you also have things on your schedule. You do repeat stuff like every day we have an upside recording schedule on our schedule. So Jeff has blocks of time that are blocked out every day. My mom doesn't, she's retired. So she only has things on her calendar. Oh, there's events. That's good. Yep. That's a good so point. So she doesn't have one of those little dot marks on every day on the iPhone calendar. When it shows you the whole month, there's yep. dots on the days you have stuff and then there's nothing on the days you have nothing. So got it. You know?
0: Yeah. Thank you for listening to The Upside with Callie and Jeff. Today's episode was brought to you by Dinner Affair, the official meal kit for families. Visit dinneraffair.com slash upside for your exclusive discount. Please visit callieandjeff.com to find lots more Upside content and subscribe to Callie and Jeff's weekly email, The Pick Me Up.
1: I think almost everybody has had some experience in their life where... They do something embarrassing or they make a really obvious mistake. And then about 30 seconds after that mistake gets corrected or called out or whatever, they realize that their friends and their family is gonna find out about this. And then for the rest of their lives, they're gonna be made fun of for that mistake. Nobody is going to have a better story like that than Anne Meek, Von Vluten. She is a uh, Olympian and she's a cyclist and she came through the tape or across the finish line or whatever. I guess it wasn't through the tape. Across the finish line uh, and threw her arms in the air all excited because she knew she won the gold medal. Here's the problem. She actually won the silver. The person who won the gold medal was so far ahead of her. No that she didn't realize that the person See, had this is won. why
2: they should have a tape that you have to cross.
1: So if the tape's broken?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So Anne Meek Von Blue. So
2: who had to tell her?
1: I think they probably found out. I mean, she probably came around the corner and saw the other cyclist, and she's like, wait, what? Yeah. Oh. Ugh. But yeah. There's now, depending on the size of the embarrassment, there's going to be a there's a period where you're not allowed to bring it up, but in like 6 months somebody is somebody is going to start is going to bring it up, somebody's going to mention it and then at that, part, that point the teasing can start and then the whatever and there's going to be a If lot I of
2: were tricks. an Olympian and I had enough endorsement deals to make me rich and um, I made a mistake like that, I think I would hire someone to be with me all the time and walk ahead of me and tell everyone that they can't talk about. It. <laughs> you know, people are like don't ask her about the
1: breakup. Like with some
2: celebrity publicist, it's like don't ask her about. The
1: like some sort don't of talk about them. Like Mariah Carey's personal handlers, I feel like yeah. have to tell people to, do not bring up. Yeah, she does not. Don't talk
2: about look her. at her left ear. Hey guys,
3: Um, I had to stop the episode where you were talking about New Mexico because I am from there, born and raised. I now live in Wisconsin, but it is red and green chili, predominantly grown in Hatch. Um, Yes, the spice is amazing. We eat it on everything, and even after I moved, I have it shipped in. Also, funny story, I lived in Denver for a little while, which is in Colorado, obviously, borders the state. And even in Colorado, I was asked if I needed a passport or if I could even drink the water. So, yes,
2: it is a state. And uh, thanks, guys. Red and green chili is the best. Bye. It's time to treat yourself with a little TLC. And by TLC, I mean Third Love Comfort. Get the level of fit and comfort you deserve with Third Love bras, underwear, sleep, and loungewear. I didn't realize how poorly fitting my old bras were until I took the fitting room quiz. Now, when you go to Third Love, you want to go to thirdlove.com upside and take the fitting room quiz. They're going to ask you a bunch of questions about the fit of your current bra and then suggest the perfect Third Love size and style for you. This is not your average bra fitting. Okay. I have done that before. And not only was it super awkward, but I still left the store with a bra that didn't fit me well. And I had no clue until I switched to third love and got a bra that actually fits. And it is life changing. Not only was the fit incredible, but the classic T-shirt bra is the most comfortable bra I've ever worn. So much so that I replaced all of my bras with Third Love bras. You deserve some TLC. That's Third Love comfort. Go to thirdlove.com/slash upside now to get twenty percent off your first purchase. That's thirdlove.com/slash upside for twenty percent off today. Okay, it's Audrey.
0: Um, I am a teacher, and just responding to what Callie had said on today's podcast you know I'm big on building a community in the classroom and I think that is kind of the wave of education now so while I do call on kids I try to ask them you know you know to read or if you have an answer but they always have an option to what I say do you want to phone a friend and then they can call on another student to pass it off just to allow them to participate in the class, but then not be overwhelmed by anxiety. So, I don't know. I I do think education is changing to where we are more aware of anxiety and stress. Okay, just my thoughts. Bye. Hi, this is Jessica. I'm a first grade teacher, and I wanted to talk about what Callie was discussing on the show today. First of all, that is one of the issues we have with children, and we are very aware of it. So we give them wait time or we have them turn and talk to a partner and then have them share. So if they have nothing else to share, they can even repeat what their partner said. And the second thing I want to address is the mad minutes. The same thing happened to my daughter, and she believed she wasn't good in math, and she actually was, and we actually do want you to process math and be able to mentally do it in your head and not just memorize So I just wanted to let you know that education has evolved. (laughs) Thank you. Have a great day. Oh, my God. This is Audrey again. I have the Mad Minute Math book. We don't really use it. I actually teach ELA. I'm certified in math. But I do have a colleague that has it that gave them to me uh, to use for my daughter, And I know they can cause anxiety, but it is so important that kids know those multiplication facts just from rote memorization. Because otherwise, they get frustrated with long division, and then when they go into fractions and ratios and percentages, and Callie, you know, it just snowballs from there. So, anyway, they do still exist, and I have them if you want them. All right. Y'all have a great day. Love you guys. Bye.
3: Hi, Kelly and Jess. This is Jean from Albany, New York. Um, I wanted to call because I just finished listening to Tuesday's episode, and you were asking about if any teachers out there um, still use the Mad minutes for math. Um, I'm an elementary school teacher. I have been for eleven years. Um, I do not use those type of fluency assessments with math anymore. When I was a newer teacher, Um, I did use them. They were part of the curriculum, and it was just something that everyone was doing. And over time, I realized, you know, hey, I was a kid who got really anxious doing these, and this is not an accurate way to assess students or teach students math fluency. Some kids like doing them, but the majority don't. And so, you know, you live and you learn, and, you know, it's all about differentiating the instruction to meet the needs of the individual kids. What works for one kid doesn't work for another kid, and we have to meet Those needs of all of our kiddos as teachers. And so, no more mad minutes for me in my classroom for years, and it's much better. (laughs) Anyways, love listening to your show. Take care, guys. Bye.
2: You have only ever seen yourself through photographs and the mirror. You've never seen the way your smile beams from its edges every time you talk about something that you love, or the way that your eyes light up at the sight of sunrises or coffee or. puppies (laughs) so the next time someone tells you how beautiful you are don't question it because although you have never seen it it's all that they know and they've been amazed by it every single day